Hello everybody once again and welcome back to a Safe Place podcast and I'm being joined today by a special guest which is Enoch White. Enoch, it's a good pleasure evening. to have you here mate. Nice to be here. How are you doing? All good. Good. So we've had you on the show Enoch because uh, I, come, I was searching through YouTube and I saw some story headlines and one of them was a bravery award. Yes. And you've won Birmingham's bravery award which is quite an achievement isn't it? Yes, it is in itself. I know you're quite modest about it. When I said that you've won an award earlier on, you rolled your eyes as in something I do day in, day out, really, probably, isn't it? Enough. It's not a thing I do day in and day out, but yeah. you never know how you're going to react in a situation like that. And that's interesting because I was thinking before the podcast, how would I react in that situation? Ultimately, I never know. But if I put money on it, I'd say I'd have curled up in a ball and screamed for help, uh, which is... Yeah, well, if it was another day, maybe I would have done the same thing. Yeah. But... It just so happened it turned out the way it did. Okay, Enoch. So talk us through the, the evening then of, of what occurred and what you do, in a sense. Right. I work for Westside, which is on Broad Street, Birmingham. We look after all the bars, clubs, hotels and restaurants. Yes. Um, it's sort of part, it's called The Bid. And Mr. Mike Ollie is our boss there. And I've got my supervisors, Pete. And we've got other guards that work there. There's about another eight guards. And we patrol all day it's like a 24 hour thing so we look after all the clubs when they close when they're open we look after everybody that comes and visits Broad Street whether they're going to the hotels whether they're coming out for a coffee whether they're going to the restaurants so you know some people might not find where they're looking for so they'll ask us for directions we deal with the homeless um, when they come onto Broad Street so we get them into hostels we get them on drug programs, you know, we have all the numbers for everything. Oh, that's that interesting, and I could not know that. So you're actually there to support people that are going through difficult times as well and try and oh. get them back on their feet. Yes, yeah. Oh, that's lovely to know. Definitely. So in terms of uh, you, you've got all this responsibility in a sense, you're there taking care of people's needs around that area of Birmingham, aren't you? Yes, we are. Is it a difficult job? Can it be a difficult job for you? Um, every day is different. Yeah. You know, when you're working with a team of good people who know what they're doing yeah. and we're elays, elays with the um, CCTV, which is the police cameras. Yeah. So we're all mic'd up, we're all radioed up. So anything happens, we can report straight away what's going on on Broad Street. If it's an incident that the police need to be involved in, we can get straight there. Cameras can come straight on us and monitor what's going on. So you're really the always on that area of Birmingham, aren't you? You're the first port of call in, in an event happening or something occurring. Yes, because we're on the street itself, so we're on ground level. Yeah. So our job is to make sure that everybody that comes to Broad Street is looked after and get home safely. Which is a nice perspective to have. So for me, for somebody who's unaware of the West Side Wardens, before I found you on YouTube, I thought you'd go out and you're pretty much on your own. Well, it's, it's a nice thing to have to know that's people like yourself, Enoch, who are out there in a, a group of people that are there to try and support people that could get into difficulty definitely, on the streets of Birmingham. Definitely. Um, especially you, you have student nights as well. And usually before Broad Street, because the, the tram's been built there, so we haven't got the good nightlife we used to have before. But when the Broad Street was at its busiest and you had student nights, you had lorries, frigging buses, coaches pull up. Yeah. But also fall out before the students. Yeah, yeah. So you have to make sure that students are looked after because they're very vulnerable. They're very young. They've never done this before and they get drunk straight away. So we as wardens have to monitor them. We have the ambulance service, which is on Broad Street yeah, as yeah. well, which is their weekends and when students are there because they are needed. We have city pastors as well, who are the church people. They are 
essential to our work as well because they yeah. come on a Friday, Saturday night and they do a brilliant job with looking after vulnerable people yeah. where we can get on with other things that are more important on Broad Street of incidents that may happen. It's just lovely to know that you guys are out there, Enoch, which is something that I didn't know. And hopefully through the podcast, a lot of people are going to feel a lot more safe on the streets knowing that you guys are out there vouching for them and trying to keep them safe. That's what we're there for. So talk to me about this bravery award. What happened, Enoch? Um, it was a Monday night. Um, yeah. Nothing much was happening. Me and my colleague Raheem, we were called to Five Ways because we had a lot of homeless or beggars at Five Ways outside one of the uh, venues um, begging money off people. So we walked up, we removed them, there's about five of them, but they, you know, they went on their way. And we're walking back down and I stopped to get something to eat, which was a pizza. Yeah. So as we got down to the bottom of Broad Street, which is the side of Granville Street and Broad Street, a car pulled up. And he shouted something to us and I said to Raheem, what did he say? He said, I don't know. So I says, I'll go over. So I walked over to him and I said, excuse me, sir, how can I help you? Next thing you know, he just pulled the gun out and just says, you're dead. And I looked at him and I went, okay. And he went, no, I'm going to kill you. I went, okay. So as I said that, I pulled my radio out and his eyes were wild. He was on something and the yeah. car kept rocking backwards because he kept putting his foot on and off the brake. Okay. And as I pulled the radio, he said, you phone the police. He said, I'm going to kill you. So I just went Westside Warden City Watch. There was Where we were standing, there was a lot of interference for some reason yeah. because there was a lot of roadworks going on and for okay. some reason our radios wouldn't work. So I said it again, it still didn't work. So I turned to Raheem, I went, Raheem, try City Watch. He pulled out his radio same thing, static. The guy was going, he said, I told him he's swearing. He said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I went, you keep saying that, but you ain't shot me yet. But because he's pointing the gun at me, I'm looking at the gun. I'm, I don't know if it's real, if it's a prop gun, because in my day job, we use a lot of prop pistols, yeah. which fire blanks. So in my eyes, I'm thinking, he's an idiot. He's got a gun. If it's my time to go, I'm going to go. I can't outrun a bullet. I haven't got a big S on my chest. With you a had cape. this in your mind when this was going on? Yeah. I can't outrun a bullet. No. no so there was like an, a, a moment where you just had acceptance for what was occurring. Yes. Which is incredible to me because every part of me would be wanting to get out of that situation. He, he, there was nothing I could do. He was no. there. I can tell. I, I, all I wanted to do was keep him calm. And to me, that was the best thing just by looking at him and trying to talk to him. Next thing you know, a car pulls up behind him because he's in the middle of the road. Yeah. And they're beeping. Then there's three, four cars behind. And I went, hold on, sir. Let me just move the cars. So I stepped back and directed traffic. So they went oh, through. God, you know, calm, are you? <laughs> I can't believe how well you handled this, man. It's unbelievable. To be confronted with a gun, to have the traffic building up behind as well, I would have had some sort of a breakdown. <laughs> So to see you actually say, hold on, sir, let me just go and take care of this traffic yeah. as well. While all this is going on, there's no signal. You're not actually getting yeah. through to anyone to get you the support at the moment. All that's going on. Have you had any training? Is there any training that's done? Yes. Um, Westside Warden, Mr. Ali, he makes sure that all the wardens for the, I've been there seven years. Yeah. And at least twice a year, he will have trainers in to train us in different oh, situations. Yeah. So we're always going through different scenarios. And Pete Willis, my supervisor, he organised it. we got all the girls in the office, Elaine, 
Elijah, we've got all these girls that work in the office day and they look after everything that goes on. So if they reckon that we've had an, one or two new wardens come in in the past few months, yeah. we'll have a training session set up and we'll all get in the office and, you know, we'll have about two, three hours training on and different And you think scenarios. that training played a, a good part in how you handled that? Oh, evening? yes, yes. So talk to me then. So you go back to the traffic. So as I directed the traffic away, I went back to him. He's still going mad saying, yeah, not saying you're dead. And I went, well, you ain't shot me yet. Will you please stop saying that? Next thing, cars are coming off Broad Street to turn onto Granville Street. So they can't get past because I'm in the way. So I'm yeah. going, hold on, sir. I've got to direct the traffic. Yeah. So I directed the cars the other way. Raheem's helping directing as well. As I turned, he sees my pizza. And he looks at it and says, give me your food. Oh. And I went, No. <laughs> and he went he pointed the gun right out into my face oh, wow. and he says start swearing give me your effing food so I just went and I put my face down to it and I just went hell no I went Raheem get his number plate so as Raheem took his pen out to write it in his notebook the guy sped off from Granville Street turned left went up to Broad Street but I clocked his number wrote his number down in my hand as we stepped into the road to go across to one of the nightclubs, which was open that night to use their radio, yeah. a police car comes down. So I went, oh, the cavalry's arrived. <laughs> <laughs> so I flagged the police car down. And it was weird because it was a normal police car that you see every day. Yeah. But there was armed response in the vehicle. So as I explained to them what happened, they said, how long ago? I said, you've just passed him 30 seconds ago. He's just gone up Broad Street. So they fed their information to whoever they needed to um, send it to. Yeah. And I said, come on, Raheem, let's go and have a break. So we went, this is 10 to midnight now. We went up to the office. And your pizza's got cold by this time. Have you already ate it? Well, <laughs> I'll come into that pizza <laughs> in a minute. So we get to the office. I opened my pizza. I've got the wrong pizza. It wasn't the one I ordered. So I wasn't that happy bunny. <laughs> so... Within 20 minutes, half an hour, the police rings me and says that they've caught him. Yeah. So I've come down, met the police downstairs and they said, listen, why didn't you just give me your food? I went, I'm black. I'm hungry. We had 400 <laughs> years of crap. He weren't getting anything. And they looked at me serious. I went, guys, can you not take yeah, a joke? Yeah. And to me, that was it. It was over. But it's been over a year and... In that time, he's been to court six times As a, and he's always pleaded insanity Yeah, or he's not fit to go to court. Yeah, yeah. So they had to keep putting it off, putting it off. But he's had gun offences before. He's had, I think it's three and two for something else, two for something else, two for something else. But the police told me that the gun was loaded, live ammunition, and on oh the passenger, God, f- passenger floor was full of ammunition. And and oh. I just can't believe that it's still a situation in a sense that he's still in. Is he in custody in he some got, sense? No, he got sentenced um, two weeks ago. Oh, good. So he has got it. He cannot come out unless the Home Office say yeah. so. so. Which he, is, it's he has to go into some sort of uh, sentence and be detained because there's obviously something not going right with him mentally. Yeah. He's struggling, which is a shame in one sense that there's not some sort of support network to stop him going from struggling to that insane moment that you saw him on that evening. Yeah, but you got to understand, he's had previous gun offences before. Absolutely, yeah. So whether he knew what he was doing or not, yeah. he had the intention of taking somebody's life as far as I can see. Yes. And I just 
glad that Raheem, who was working with me that night, didn't intervene. Yeah. Because maybe if he'd intervene, that would have been me not here today. Yeah. You see, so he kept his core by staying where he was and we just let the situation tick over the way it did. Was there any adrenaline? Did you, after the incident had calmed down, was there a little bit of moment where you was like, Jesus Christ, what's just happened there? No, I was hungry. I wanted my pizza. That was <laughs> I can't it. <laughs> believe this, Eno. I can't believe how well you've took it. Looking back, what about when you found out about the information that it was actually a live gun? Was there a moment there of, oh my Lord. No, it was, I take everything day to day. Yeah. I'm always laughing. I'm always joking yeah. around. I do it with my students. We have a good laugh. So yeah. to me, it was just the way I am. I'm just the way I am every day. And, you know, if something's going to happen, it's going to happen. Well, we've interviewed a lot of guests on this show, Raheem, and I tell you what, you're probably the calmest, uh, most comfortable person that I've sat opposite in terms of going through an incident like that, which can affect, we're all different, we all re- yeah. react to situations differently. In my situation, I'd say I've reacted a lot more uncomfortable than that and struggled. You seem to have just took it on board, as you say, you live day to day. Yeah, but maybe if it was the day after or the day before, I would have reacted different. I yeah. probably would have went, look, take it, you know. But then if I'd have done that and he'd have sped off, I would never have got the information to the police. No, you wouldn't have. So it, it all seemed to work out as good as it could have done. Yeah. In a sense, he committed that last offence that was enough to get him sent to prison. Yes. You was confronted and learnt something remarkable about yourself, which is you're actually quite a cool, brave person. When it really yeah. comes to it in the thick of the moment, you've got a calmness and a reassurance about you, which is brilliant, Enoch. And in yeah. terms of the Westside Wardens and me learning about Westside Wardens and what they do, I feel safer knowing that you're out there Thank taking you. care of us clowns yeah. half the time because we can be clowns up Broad Street, <laughs> aren't we? We need someone we to keep lots. us in check. <laughs> All right. so, so one of the things when I was looking through us and I spoke to you Previously, and I want the people to understand this because I'm very jealous of you in another respect as well, Enoch, because I found out your age. Right. How old are you, Enoch? 63. <laughs> Don't I still can't believe it. Yeah. You look fantastic. All right, mate. Talk to us about the theatre that you do in the day. Theatre. Well, I work for the Birmingham Theatre School. Yeah. I've been there over 25 years. And we teach people how to act, how to go into theatre, whether they go into theatre, radio, film, so we try and give them that extra bit of help to get them on their way. A lot of them are with us two years, three years, and then they go off to university to study, you know, advanced acting. And, the, the, you know, their life goes on from there. But they always come back and visit. Do and that. Yeah, we've got a lot of them have done really, really well and they're successful to this day. And what does it feel like there? I suppose it's similar to the West Side Wardens. Is it a little bit like a family? Yes. Yeah, it feels like home a little bit. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like being home with, you know, I've got my missus, I've got my kids and we all get on great. And it's just like with my students, we get on great. We have such a laugh. We we, we don't treat each other like teacher and student. Yes. You know, we, you know, we have mama jokes and everything. Yeah. We just have a good day, you know, when Speaking, they Speaking, you bring up uh, the missus, right? Yeah. How, how did the missus take it when she found out that you She told me not to do reward? it again. <laughs> <laughs> did she, did, was she telling you to give the guy the pizza? And get she, out of there. She just looked at me and said, don't do it again. And when she says things, she used reverse psychology on me. So I will not do it's it again. It's difficult to get out of that reverse psychology stuff, isn't it? Oh, she loves it. <laughs> well, enough. it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here today. Thank you. And you really do deserve that award. You should Thank be you. really proud of yourself. Cheers. All right, then, mate. Thank you very much, Andy. Take Thank care. Thank you. Well,
Have a good evening.